Okay, right before we rest- we started recording, we were talking about like throwback jams. Yeah. If you need to just like catch a moment of your childhood or high mm. school years, what's your go-to band? Yeah, well, those are two different things. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not really big into 80s music, but I think my favorite 80s band was is In Excess, and that's um, like the one like CD from the 80s that I still have. That's exciting. Welcome to the In Excess Podcast for 23 <laughs> Minutes. My name is Michael Puppis. I'm here with Father Jeff. Oh, hey, everybody. Um, In Excess, what's like a number one jam from them? Wow. They had this huge uh, album in around 86, 87 yeah. called Kick. Yeah. Um, it had like five huge hits. They're from Australia. Okay. I'm sure um, I know the music. You know, people, a lot of people younger than me, they don't know In Excess. Really? So I think, you know, everyone knows like Duran Duran, Flock yes. of Seagulls. Yes. They weren't quite like that. Um but around the same time, and so I'm, I'm actually, I'm not offended by it because I don't have like a personal emotional connection to NXS. But I'm, I'm just, I'm still surprised when well, people have not heard of them. Were, you were not the lead singer of the band. No. Oh, just you know, I'm just bummer. in my mind. Just, just in your mind. That's great. Okay. Hey, everybody. We hope you're having a great week. It's a beautiful day here, the day of recording, and we're enjoying the sunshine. Yeah. Your week going well, Father? It is. It is going well. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, uh, we yours. Have- Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to be accused of ignoring you. That's fine. That's it's a two. There's a two way street. This yeah. relationship. Uh, my week is going very well. Thank you for asking. Well, praise God. Kind of you. Uh, we had a nice time celebrating Emery's first communion yeah. a couple weeks ago, and uh, just enjoyed the family time with that. And now enjoying doing some yard work and all the stuff at our our um, business, gearing down the end of the school year and mm-hmm. then the beginning of summer. So yeah. we're just. Moving right along. It's a nice time of year to finally get outside and whether it's putts around in the yard. Oh my gosh, yes. Take a walk or just sit out. It's, it's really... you know you know it's good when Cedar Point's open again. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to get to America's roller coast. I know. In the near future. Although having you know lived there around there for nine years, oh, that's you know true. it was sort of like now's the time we have to watch what roads to avoid because of all the people traffic. going to America's roller coast. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, it's a big draw. Yeah, for sure. It's a great place. Okay, upcoming events. We've got a big one. Speaking of childhood. Yeah. My high school best friend, yeah, Chris Turner, is becoming a deacon. I know. This weekend. So excited. This is a big deal. Yeah, and I've, uh, of course, I've known you guys for a long time. And actually, um, Chris spent a summer with me in Huron in 2018. I remember uh, which that. Which was great. Yeah. And uh, so we've uh, gotten to be closer since then and... You know, it's. Uh, I joke with people. He's on the seventeen-year track. It just seems like he's been in seminary forever. Yeah. It, but it's uh, just one one year to go, and becoming a transitional deacon on Saturday, and he'll actually be preaching at the nine and the eleven o'clock masses on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm stoked about that. It's going to be really exciting. Chris, uh, Chris, and I are the same age. We both went to Central Catholic together here in Toledo, and uh, he went to the Ohio State University college and then spent some time as a missionary for life teen down in the atlanta georgia area at camp cove crest for a couple of years and then worked full-time in youth ministry yep. for a long time 
at a great parish down there, uh, St. Anne's. Many of you guys know we sing the Mass of St. Anne here, and it actually originated from that parish. The music director at that parish writes actually quite a bit of the music that we do here on a regular basis. And uh, Chris was always kind of my in to mm-hmm. all the things that was happening at St. Anne's and right. at, that Ed was writing. And uh, then felt, you know, God pulling on his yeah. heart to move beyond youth ministry and become a priest. Yeah. So, And, I, and why we're mentioning this, too, uh, in case you're wondering out there, not just because he's a friend of ours, but he's actually from the parish. Yes. He claims St. John Twenty-Third as his home parish. Of course, he didn't, Pierce wasn't around when he was a kid, uh, but his you know, dad's belonged here for a long time, and so absolutely. Well, you know, we'll see him, uh, you know, when he's back on a break or something like that. Uh, so, sort of randomly appear on a certain weekend and holidays and things like that. He just pops, pops out of out he of. He pops room. in so many ways, right. <laughs> as you'll hear on Sunday. Yeah, that's but. great. Yeah, can't wait. And a little, little spoiler alert: mm-hmm. we're bringing back an old song this weekend. Oh, in excess. <laughs> well, it has to be liturgically appropriate. Oh, right. This one rides a very fine line. I'll I'll warn you in ex- in advance. Oh. But we're bringing back a old song this weekend, oh. per Chris's request. Wow. And that's all I'm gonna say. Huh. Just be ready for it, Parish. It was a it was a Parish <laughs> favorite for many years. Hmm. Intriguing. Just a little, just a little tease there. Make wow. sure make sure you come to mass this weekend. Yeah. So that's uh, exciting things that are happening this week. And then next week, we alluded to this on previous podcasts, but it doesn't hurt to mention again, mm-hmm. on the 24th, we have our next upcoming night of worship. And uh, that'll be at 7 o'clock on that Wednesday evening. You know, and last time we had one a couple months ago or so, I mean, it really struck people. And um, I think even people even people who, who decided to come, you know, I got some feedback that you know, God did something. You know, with them that night, wow. and um, you know, like with me with my homily a couple of weeks ago about hearing God's voice. You know, doesn't if we show up at something and God doesn't happen to move us in a particular way? Doesn't mean we did it wrong, or that God doesn't love us. But we also do need to have those opportunities where we're just there and we're we're present and God's present, and you know, He wants to do something in particular in our life or speak to us in a certain way. I mean, those sure. are. A special opportunity, of course, you can always do that, uh, but those are special opportunities to, to do that. And mm-hmm. so I believe God has something in store, whether it's immediately known or not, uh, yeah. for everyone who comes. And so, um, yeah, come, it's great. You know, worship, there'll be a little witness. Um, yeah, just like an hour, you know, no more than an hour and a half. Just a, it's a good time yeah. and a, in a good way to just invite God into our lives in a special way again as we're... Um, Looking to Pentecost the following Sunday. Yeah, very cool. And there's even some fun new traditions now that we're doing these a little more regularly. Like my small group of guys, we went, obviously I was there, but we went to the last one kind of together as a group. And then we went out afterwards just for to grab some food and sit yeah. around the table and talk. And we're planning to do the same thing this time because it's just a nice way to, to gather together as a small group and then to share some community afterwards. So Yeah, I love that. You know, making that connection between like an event of the parish, like your liturgy, and it can even be like a, a weekend mass, you know, but tying in, you know, some fellowship afterwards. Yeah. You know, whether that's with a, a group of friends or even with a family. And that's honestly what we talk about at Connection Point with all of the new parishioners every time is like the the best way to grow in our discipleship is through our experience of large church and small church, yep. right? So our large church gatherings on Sundays or like a night of worship, 
and then breaking it down into the smaller groups yeah. where we get to know each other a little yeah. bit. We kind of combine the two sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so join us 7 o'clock Wednesday, May 24th. Hopefully it will be a uh, beautiful night and a, a great experience of prayer here again for the parish. Nice. All right, so this weekend, this is always a good weekend to explain right. what's happening in terms of what we're celebrating because yeah. there's two ways it could go. Right. But we're going with really what most of the country does. Yeah. So the ascension of the Lord happened 40 days after um, after Easter, which would be uh, this Thursday. Uh, so today, if you're listening to this, when it when it uh, just coming out, but most of the country has transferred it to the uh, Sunday, right. and so it will not be the seventh Sunday of Easter. It will be the Ascension of the Lord. I think there's four dioceses in the country that still um, observe it on Thursday, and you know, especially if you're if you're in tune with like what Pope Francis is doing, you know, and you, you check in with liturgies and things at the Vatican, you know, they're going to be doing it on Thursday, you know, sort of that, yeah, quote unquote actual day, sure. Um, you know, maybe more prevalent in Europe and things like that. But the bulk of the country, you know, for probably since Second Vatican Council and all that has has been transferred to that to the Sunday. So that's what we're that's what we're doing. So you can find if you're just curious, maybe what the readings would have been for the seventh mm-hmm. Sunday of Easter. You can find them; they're online. I, yeah, I'd say check them out. But today we're going to be doing uh, the readings for the Ascension of the Lord. So let's dive into this gospel reading. So this is Matthew twenty-eight. 16 to 20. So it's the very final verses of the gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. It's a great finale. Yeah. What a what a way to go out. Yeah, they, uh, they ended it, Matthew ended on a high note. The series finale, it, I think it sets up for maybe a little sequel, maybe on Netflix in a couple of years. Yeah, but yeah I, think this, they, I think they call that Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Uh, but powerful words. Yeah, you know, and it, this passage is, is referenced and quoted a ton, you know, and even though it's just really a few lines, there's, there's just so much there mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, that we could unpack. Um, but, you know, I think the big thing is that it, it ends with uh, a commissioning. You know, it's called the Great Commission, you yeah. know, the go therefore, and that the apostles and, by extension, the whole rest of the church is given this kind of missionary mandate yeah. to um, to go out and um, make disciples mm. um, and teach people, you know, about Jesus and bring them to baptism and um, all that. It, this is a conversation, literally, that Sister Ann Mary and I were just having before you and I started recording the podcast today, just about like how small groups in the parish are growing and, and things like that. And that really our whole our whole thing with our small groups, even back to what we were talking about, our large church and small church experience, there's a missionary mandate to what we do that we need to continue to draw people into community so that we can grow as disciples together. And um, just this week, one of my um, good friends from high school, we invited him to come to our small group for the first time just nice. because we knew that he was 
searching a little bit and looking for like some um, community with other men that are dads and trying to grow in faith together. And um, when he came, I was like, yes, this is what it's all about. Like if we, if we stay closed off in a, a, a clicky little group, right. We're not doing our job, right? Like, and the truth is like the things that new people share within our group are always profoundly impactful for everyone, right? Like, so it, it, it's a relationship that grows on all sides. It's not just like a one way street necessarily like you and I, when yeah. I ask how you're doing and then you ask how I'm doing <laughs> on, on a good day, it's a, t- yeah. <laughs> it's a two way street. Um, but r- really, really important that, um, we are not always called to be ministered to, we are called to be ministers as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to remember, and I, I had to have mentioned this before, cause I say it all the time, you know, there's, maybe there's a temptation to think like, well, you can think about this in a couple of different ways. One is I, as I say, you know, our, when we come to mass on Sunday, it's not the, the weekly meeting of the Jesus Appreciation Club, you know, <laughs> that we're made to have this relationship yeah. with God and be part of the body of Christ, but that everybody ultimately is. He says, go therefore make disciples of all the nations, yeah. you know, and so there's not like people who are meant to have a relationship with God and those who aren't. Mm. Every single person on earth is, is meant to have a relationship with God. That's what God has made each and every person for. Mm. Now, because of circumstances, how they grew up, where they live, experiences they've had, you know, whatever it might be, you know, they, we, know, we know that not everybody has that relationship, yeah. but they're, they're meant to. Mm-hmm. And um, now, obviously, that's not something we can ever force on somebody, impose on someone, because relationships, first of all, don't even work that way. Yeah. But introducing them into what they were made for, yeah. which is to have a relationship with the God of the universe who made them, who loves them, who died for them, who looks to live in them each day, um, to have the abundant life that Jesus spoke of, you know, in our gospel a couple of weeks ago. And, um, it's all the good things that God looks to, to give. I love that, you know, I, idea and not an idea. That's the wrong word. The, the, the truth that it, a relationship with God is for everyone, whether we, buy into it or not i was just listening to a podcast the other day where um the host is not a believer in god or any sort of supreme creator of the universe uh but in just in passing in in the podcast somebody said something he was like ah god bless them and i was like what a weird (laughs) phrase to say for somebody that doesn't believe in god or in blessings but i as i was kind of reflecting on that i was thinking oh it's I think, you know, the culture of God is just something that's so wrapped up in our everyday language or Mm -hmm. just in the way that we, whether it's a little saying like that, we don't even really necessarily realize what we're saying. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, I also think maybe that's God just pulling people in saying, whether you believe it or not, there's some truth here that we need to address. There's even, I've heard, um, you know, sort of ways to evangelize, um, just to, you know, saying to someone in conversation, well, God bless you, like, even when they're not sneezing, yeah. you know? Um, and even that, for someone who who maybe doesn't have a sense of God, like, you never know. I mean, that could really, like, give them pause, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're saying it sort of authentically. Sure. Um, I've even tried to, like, be a little more conscious about doing that and not swallowing that when I'm just talking to, I don't know, some customer service person on the phone or, you know, whoever it might be, yeah. that there's little ways we can just sort of even sprinkle, you know, God into our everyday life besides just sort of the big I'd pictured like moments. little rainbow sprinkles, like little God sprinkles all over the place. There you go. Just it's makes a sign things of the covenant. a little yeah. prettier. 
a little more delicious. Although, do sprinkles really make things more delicious? Um, I can't taste them. No. But you know who does? God. <laughs> God makes things more delicious. That's right. There you go. Brought it full circle. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, Psalm 34. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that back. And of course, the the big line, you know, here too, you know, the very last line of Matthew's gospel, and behold, I am with you always, you know, until the end of the age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's an often quoted line as well, and for good reason, just that but Jesus is always with us. He's with us in the church. Of course, he's with us in the sacraments in a special way through, you know, his presence in the Eucharist. Um, it's in so many ways by the ongoing presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, God is is with us always. I mean, those were his parting words before he ascended into heaven. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with the ascension, too. Like, we think it's like Jesus is just sort of going up, up, and away or whatever, and he's He's gone. Mm-hmm. But he's not gone. He's just present in, in new ways. Yeah. So the song that comes to mind is let's go fly a kite up to the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. You know that song? I do know that song. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, True. I think NXS did that. (laughs) Is that the, they were the original writers of let's go fly a kite. Don't, don't uh, look that up to verify. No, the internet's broken. It's fine. (laughs) Um, What's important. I think in all of this too, is the context of what has come before. Even what we've we've talked about in previous weeks about Jesus saying, "I'm going to send an advocate," right? And then he he says, "Now I want you to do something," but guess what? You're not going to be alone because I'm going to be with you. Right. So there's strength in that too. That yes, there is a commission, there is a uh, evangelical uh, mission oriented thing that we are supposed to do as disciples, but we're not doing it alone. We're doing it with one another through the power of the Holy Spirit and with Jesus accompanying us the whole time. And I think it, it reminds me, too, of for a gospel, I think from a couple of weeks ago when Jesus, you know, the night before he died, told his disciples, you know, if you believe in me, you do the works that I do and do even greater ones than these. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can think of, like, spreading the gospel and spreading Jesus to the whole world. That is that's pretty great, you know, just to say the least. Right. I mean, it, it sounds dumb to say it that way, but I, that's what he— that's sort of what he meant, yeah. you know, in, in large part. And that's why he, he came. He even says that the, our first line, the 11 disciples went to Galilee as, as Jesus had ordered them. Well, Galilee is sort of where it all started. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's all coming sort of full circle with his, you know, ascension and his um, commissioning of, to, of the church to go and um, to make disciples. Let's break this down a bit because it can be a little overwhelming to think, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to evangelize the whole world? Yeah, And we think, well, there's no way that I can do that by myself. But I think on a practical level, let's find some practical things that we can do as parishioners at St. John the 23rd mm-hmm. that fits into what the commissioning is. So I would ask you, as obviously as a priest, your experience is profound in this. What are some ways that you feel like in your ministry you have lived out the commission to bring Jesus to other people? Yeah, I, that's a hard one. Um because I think sometimes we we want it to be based on like success in the sense of oh I got I got someone to convert you know or something <laughs> Jesus like that. point you know right yeah. which which I mean sometimes those things those things happen um, but I mean even even in small ways I think with uh, offering to say a prayer for, with somebody mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's a lot easier to say a prayer with someone that we know is you know the same faith and that we're close to and yeah things like that. Um, but to sort of step out to someone either who's a stranger or someone 
that we maybe wouldn't even think that we'd normally say a prayer for, like a neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I what can I pray for you for? What do you need a prayer for? And um, and I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Right. And um, that's that's I think a certainly a way that I've grown in the last couple of years with those kind of things. You know, Pope Francis we know talks a lot about going out to the peripheries. And to your point, like so, we're supposed to go to the Amazon or Africa. It's like, well, how about how about to your neighbor next door yeah. who's hurting or questioning or has things going on in in his or her life? And Oak openings. That's very jungle like. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> why not? Um, I know. I think that's exactly right. the The image or the example that has in my own life, even alluding to what we talked about earlier with my buddy Chris is all of the conversations that we had growing up, whether it was in high school or throughout college or even as adults of like how God has impacted our lives yeah. and like wrestling with things together. Um, and it's not just between the two of us. There's a whole circle of friends that have yeah. been a part of that. I think in some ways that's living out the commission too, like growing in faith with other people, challenging them, but also being open to being challenged by the people that are closest to you. And are we willing in our conversations to just, say here's what god's been doing in my life just yeah it's part of just talking about in between sports and weather you know right it's much more interesting than sports and weather too yeah all right let's pray uh in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit i'm holy spirit jesus we um we're grateful uh that you've given us this call to make disciples we know that that um can be intimidating it can be challenging maybe we don't always quite know what that means but it just shows us how much you value us, that you've invited us into what you came to do, which is to bring your life to bear, your salvation to bear to all the world, uh, to every person that you have made in love for love, in a relationship with you. So help us, Jesus, to do that more and more each day. We love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit. And in your name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Another great podcast, another great 23 minutes with you. And our listeners. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you this weekend. God bless you all.